I'm Daphne DeLorme. So when I was 18 years old, I ended up in just a treacherous amount of pain. Just my bones, honestly, I would end up at work and I'm falling on the floor feeling like my insides are just going to fall out of my body because I was in a, a ton of pain and I couldn't figure out why. I went to the doctor. I wasn't even able to work. I couldn't sleep. I was couldn't eat. I was just in a ton of pain for months. And she had found that I had had pelvic inflammatory disease. And I'm 18 years old and she's like looking at, at this ultrasound telling me there's a ton of scarring in my fallopian tubes, um, that the damage that's there is done. There's no going back from that. So I'm an 18 year old girl and they're telling me, um, so you're unlikely to ever have children. If I ever were to get pregnant, it would actually be super dangerous because it would be an ectopic pregnancy. So I just lived with that like crippling fear for so long. Well, fast forward <laughs> like four years and um, I met the love of my life. Um, we did freedom session, totally gave our lives to Jesus, have a completely different lifestyle. And we're sitting in church one morning and I felt so strongly, um, I was on birth control at the time, I felt so strongly the Lord said to take off the birth control. Well, then about 30 seconds later, my husband grabs my hand and he reaches over and he said, the, the Lord told me that you're supposed to take off your birth control. And so we heard the same thing at the exact same time. We went home, we were like jumping around the house, going from like terrified to screaming excited, but also terrified. Um, he was more excited, I was more terrified. <laughs> My husband just wasn't worried about it. He's just like, you know, we'll do what we can and if not, we'll adopt. And um, and that's just was on his heart. He just wasn't, he's like, we're gonna try. You know, that's what the Lord said, we're gonna try. And so at this time, we're both working full-time. And I was like, we both needed to be working full-time to cover our bills. And I'm like, we can't afford a baby. Like, this is ridiculous. And so I'm just like, you know, fighting with God. I'm like, this doesn't even, we can't afford a child. We're so busy. We have like all this stuff that's going on. And yeah, it took me, um, it took us about a year to actually get pregnant. And I was still more reserved because I'm like, we don't really know what's going to happen. You know, the doctors have given us like really, um, you know, caution um, flags and stuff. And so, um, and they immediately ordered ultrasound just to make sure that it wasn't like ectopic like they thought it would be. Um, I went into the ultrasound and and she kind of asked like, why are you having like an ultrasound so early? And I was like, oh, they're, you know, they're scarring my fallopian tubes. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Everything looks perfectly healthy, perfectly normal. Um, and yeah, I'm about eight months pregnant now and had no complications. Um, and it's just like, that's a miracle to me because of everything that they had said that, you know, I wasn't gonna get pregnant and if I did get pregnant, it's dangerous and it's not gonna last and all that stuff. And it's just, there's, everything's like, it's healed, like miraculously healed. Yeah, we're praying for this baby and trusting in God that everything's gonna continue to go smoothly in the way that he would have it for us. Man, Daphne, thank you for encouraging us with that story. It is a really cool story. You always kind of look at those kids and you go, I can't wait to see what this kid is like, those miracle kids that come along. So really cool stuff. God is doing good things all around you. Uh, make sure you tell somebody about it. You know, sometimes people have that kind of story and they don't tell anybody. And so make sure you shout about the good things that God is doing in your life to the world around you, all right? 
Um, I just want to say thank you for praying for pastors. I so appreciate it. There's times in my life where I just go, somebody's praying for me. I can feel it. I feel stronger. I shouldn't feel this way. And so if you're one of those people that uh, does that on a regular basis, just huge thank you to you. Okay, if you have a Bible, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 11, and then we'll jump to Hebrews 12. So Matthew 11 is where we're starting. And we're doing this series called Now Boarding. And it's all about like, you know, airplanes and travel. And if you're going to do something great for God, you can't sit on the tarmac. Your faith has to actually like get off the runway. And so if you missed that last week, last week was part one of that. You can watch that online. Um, today we're talking about checking your bags. I remember the first time I ever flew on an airplane. Do you remember the first time you flew on an airplane? How many like to fly? You enjoy getting on airplanes flying. How many like do you not want to get on that airplane? You do not enjoy flying. Okay, there's about 10 in each service are like, no, I don't want to be on the airplane. I understand that too. So I was on the first jetliner I'd ever been on. I was about 18 years old. I got on the plane and it said, my ticket, I'm going to Oakland to visit my family down there. And then I look at the baggage claim and it says, your baggage is going to San Diego. And I was like, my first flight. And I've already got my baggage screwed up on my very first flight. Now, some of you are here and you go, I got some baggage in my life and I'd like to send him to San Diego. All right, I get that. All right. Today we're going to talk about those heavy burdens that we carry in our lives that we were never intended and we really can't carry. Those things in our minds, those struggles that we have, that we're like, God, this, this sin is too great for me. Um, God, the, this, this situation I can't control, I need your help. And just honestly just come and say, Lord, would you carry what I can't? Here's the reality. Too often, I think we carry heavy burdens that we were never even intended to carry in our lives. Do you know what I mean? Uh, do you carry other people's pain in your life? Does it weigh heavily on you when uh, other people in your life can't seem to get along? Do you want something to happen so bad that you try to make it happen even though you really have no control over it? Listen, one really big reason why we get worried is we try to carry heavy burdens we simply have no business carrying. God can carry some things that you can't, amen? And when you try to be the Holy Spirit and say, I got this, it just doesn't go well. We need to invite the Lord into our lives and say, God, you can carry things that I can't. You're stronger than I am. I'm acknowledging that like a thousand times over, so Lord, I need your help. So um, the answer uh, to this question uh, is really found in Matthew chapter 11, verse uh, 28. Here's the verse. This is what it says. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdens and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Man, what a great scripture. I will give you rest. Jesus says, come to me. And you know, honestly, we laugh about this thought like we need to have a come to Jesus moment in this, fr in this friendship, right? We, we need to have this, this moment in our lives. We kind of laugh about that. But the truth is, uh, more often than not, the person that you need to have a come to Jesus moment with is yourself. When you have to stop and go, why, why am I living this way? Why, why am I so burdened down? Why am I not feeling victorious? Why am I never light and, and joyful? What's going on in my life? Uh, not to ream yourself out, but to remind yourself of what you can carry and what you cannot. Remember that story of Mary and Martha? And, and you know, Martha's you know, busy cleaning the house, preparing the food and everything. Jesus is there at the celebration. And, and, and Mary's just sitting there at his feet. And Martha's going around trying to you know, make everything right. And uh, Jesus says something interesting. And really, I think what he's saying is, you know, Martha, I love your heart, okay? Because she's doing important things. But you're doing things that no one asked you to do. You are feeling solely responsible for things that aren't solely your responsibility. Do you ever do that? 
You feel solely responsible for things that aren't solely your responsibility. And when that happens, you're missing the life-giving moment right in front of you. One of the hardest things for a parent to do is let their kids learn from their own mistakes, to feel the pain that leads to change and growth in their lives. If we don't let our kids grow up and learn to make their own mistakes and deal with the pain that comes from that, and I get it, we want to protect our kids, you know, train them, strengthen them, guard them, but all of us have had to learn some lessons in life, and your kids and your grandkids will too. And it's important that they get to learn those lessons like everyone else. Listen, uh, rest is so vitally important in our lives. We talk about rest a lot. We talk about replenishment a lot. There is no badge you get on your chest for saying, I wore myself out. I messed myself up. I burned myself out. That's not something that God wants for you. It's not something that your church wants for you. I, I just believe it's so important that we need to be replenished and rested because when we're at our best, we can do more for the kingdom. Amen? Like, it's just, there's nothing healthy about saying I'm involved in 12 ministries, I have seven kids, I don't know who I'm married to anymore, and I never do anything for my own health. I haven't slept for days. There's nothing good about that. So listen, non-rested Jesus people, carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders, lose their joy, and they no longer shine bright to the world. God wants you to shine. God wants you to be joyful. He doesn't want you to be a non-rested person. He wants you replenished. So Jesus goes on to say, very next verse, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Listen, walking in faith is hard. We all get that. We all know that. But living in the grace of God comes with some moments of deep breaths in our lives, moments of laughter. It comes with moments of clarity in our lives. God's not trying to make you holy and miserable. How are you? Getting more holy and miserable all the time. That's not God's plan for your life. Jesus said he came that you might have abundant life and have life to the full. And then finally, the third, the third verse of these three, Jesus says, for my yoke, the weight that I put upon you, is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The plan that I have for you, the tasks that I have for you, the responsibilities and the commitments that I'm asking of you, they are light if you'll let me shoulder the load together with you. I wonder if some of us today are carrying a heaviness within us. A heaviness every day in our lives. And the Lord wants to do something about that in this moment today. That you would not walk around constantly with a heaviness. But there would be a lightening of your load because you're letting the Holy Spirit walk with you and strengthen you in your life. There's heartache in our world. There's hurt in our world. It touches my life daily. It touches yours. And I understand why anybody here might have their joy weighed down a little bit. But we work best when we're replenished, when we're rest, when we're asking God's help and letting him help us every day. Listen, church, uh, when it comes to being rested, replenished, and getting God's help, I think about this. What if I was going in for surgery, and, and, and the doctor came in, he said, listen, I pulled an all-nighter, I haven't slept, but I've had a lot of caffeine, I'm ready to operate on you. <laughs> no thanks, I'd kind of like somebody else. What if you boarded a plane from Seattle to Australia, And the pilot came on and said, ladies and gentlemen, I just came back from an 18-hour flight from Sydney. I'm heading right back there with you right now. Listen, I'm exhausted, uh, and I'm I'm really tired, um, but I'm going back with you because I have kids who are getting braces, and I need the overtime pay, so we're going to do this, you know? You'd be like, what are you talking about? There's rules about how long a a pilot can can fly. There's rules of how long somebody can operate a a semi-truck on the road. Why is that so important? Listen, the reality is this, that carrying extra burdens and going unrested is dangerous, Let me say it for your life. Carrying extra burdens and going unrested is dangerous, especially spiritually and emotionally, not just physically. So today I have three real, very simple 
But honestly, if you really apply them, very powerful points in our lives for all of us. So let's talk about this. Here's just the question I want you to think about as we jump into the message. Uh, What are the unhealthy burdens and weights that I'm carrying today? What are the unhealthy burdens and weights that you are carrying with you today? So here's point number one of the message. Let go of the weight. Let go of the weight. We're not, this is not a Weight Watchers message, okay? But this, if it applies, I don't know. You and God talk about it. Let go of the weight. Release it. You are carrying heavy burdens you were never intended to carry. So stop carrying those things. I love the story of Moses and Jethro. You know, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, comes along, and he sees Moses wake up, and all day long he's judging the people. He's the supreme court for the entire nation, and all the tough cases come to him. And from sunup to sundown, there's a line of people waiting to talk to him. And Jethro shows up and goes, are you an idiot? And that's not what the Bible says, but that's basically what he's thinking. And he comes to Moses and says, hey, Moses, what you are doing is not good. You're going to wear yourself out, and you're not going to be good for any of the people. you got to change this. you got to raise up other people, delegate others to handle things, so you only handle a small fraction of the cases that you're handling today. Listen, sometimes the hardest thing to, that you have to do is to let go of something or someone that you desperately want to cling to. And some of us here, we know what it's like to be uh, in a romantic relationship, and we know it's not from God. But talk about being hard to let go of something. Even if it's a toxic relationship, even if it's not healthy, it's just so hard sometimes to let go. All of us, maybe some of us in this room were married today and we, we were with someone that we realized that was never God's plan. That person wasn't God's plan for, for, for my life. I look back and I would change that. I got news for you. You th- might think that that person was kind of um, baggage that you were carrying in, in your life. You were somebody else's baggage. How about that? Anybody else? Like I, I've got the right person today. I was wasting somebody else's time. Listen, it's hard to let go. Just because it's right doesn't mean that it's easy. In fact, when it's right, it's often the hardest thing to do. The right decisions are often the toughest decisions in our lives. Letting go is hard. So what are you carrying that you should not be carrying? Um, When you carry unhealthy burdens and pressures, it inhibits you from being who you're called to be. Let me make an example real quick. How many recognize this guy on the screen here with me? Um, Go ahead and put it up. Anybody like the movies, like the Lord of the Rings movies? Like, I, I love the movies. My daughter loves the movies. Like, we'll watch them. You know, three movies is like 10 hours, right? And we watch 10 hours of these films, like one, two, and three, and all those, all the spinoffs and all that stuff. So we watch a movie. And I, I watch this movie, and, and I watch everybody fight and scrap, you know, and, and, and Frodo try, and finally gets the, the, you know, the ring to, to Mordor, and he's going to drop it into the pool of lava, and they're finally going to win. And then Frodo, the incredible hero of the story, gets there, and the ring is toxic to his soul, and he lays it out over the lava, And he decides to not let go. And Sam's going, Frodo, this is toxic to your soul. Frodo, you gotta let that go. You know, you you know it's not, you got. And he pulls it back. This this moment, I just wanna scream at him, you idiot, drop the ring! (laughs) I'm telling you, letting go is hard. Something gets a hold of us, and it's hard to let go of things, even if we know we need to. And there's probably something like that in your life as well. Some weights in our lives, they're just unhealthy. They're just wrong. Some of the weights that we carry are necessary. Some are unnecessary. Some that we need to carry, and we really do have to carry, but we need help carrying the weights, and we can't do it on our own. So let go of the weight. Lord, I can't do this. This week, as I was talking to God, I just felt the Lord just remind me, you don't have to be all things to all people. 
And what a relief that is to say, God, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to help that person because I don't know how to help them. God, you're going to have to reach that person because I don't know how to reach them. You don't have to be all things to all people. He knows I struggle with that, and I love it when he says something like that to me. It just releases that tremendous burden from my life, uh, the myth that I believe. So what is the Lord saying to you about your weight? Well, let's, uh, let's talk about this. Trent Brown. I like this guy. Trent Brown is a football player. He, he weighed over 400 pounds when he played for the, for the Raiders in the National Football League. So the Patriots signed him to a contract this year, and it's an interesting contract. He gets paid bonuses if he stays within weight. So here's the reality. Um, they said, Trent, listen, we're going to put you on a contract, and we're going to give you a $150,000 incentive bonus if you are under 385 pounds on the first day of camp which is uh, April 18th. 150 grand if you can get under that weight. And then Trent, we're going to give you another $75,000 if you're 10 pounds lighter on June 1st. Another $10,000 if you're uh, 10, or another $75,000 if you're 10 pounds lighter on July 15th. And then listen, every week of the season that you stay under 365, we'll write you a check for $25,000. It gets better. It's not just this season, it's next season too. So if Trent follows his, uh, his uh, weight loss program, he's going to get paid $1.5 million dollars over the next two years, simply to maintain his weight, which teaches us that some of us are willing to get into shape. We just haven't been offered the right contract yet. <laughs> what a deal. What, what's happening here? The team knows how important it is that he's not carrying more weight than he should be. He's more effective at a lighter weight, and so are you, spiritually and emotionally speaking. Hebrews chapter 12 says it like this. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. It gets specific, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Oh, come on. And let us uh, run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Man, our sin in our lives easily trips us up, and we can't run the race that we're supposed to run because we're tripped up and we're loaded down with sin. So point number two is simply this, strip off the sin. So we got to let go of the weight that we're not intended to carry, and then we got to let God strip the sin off of us that holds us back and holds us uh, down. It requires sincerity. It requires me to simply uh, sincerely say, God, I am a qualified sinner, you're a qualified Savior, and I need your help. Lord, would you help me with the sin issues that I struggle with? I don't want to alarm you, but 100% of people in this room deal with sin. Even the front row. Mostly the front row <laughs> when I'm sitting there. Sin is missing the mark. It seeks to separate you from God. Sin does more to uh, hinder you, to weigh you down than we can even comprehend. And God wants you to move forward in your faith. He doesn't want you to be weighed down with those sins and those struggles. He doesn't want you to be separated from him for eternity. It trips you up and it easily trips you up. It comes natural to you. You don't even, have, you don't even realize it's happening until it's usually already happened. The sin that so easily entangles it trips us up in our lives. Let me just uh, take you to a place for a moment. Let's, let's imagine you're staying at a really nice uh, fancy lodge or hotel somewhere. And you get there, and let's just say there's a cheap dad. I don't know any cheap dads, but they just say there is one, all right? And let's just say you bring the family there, and you go park the car. But you realize, you know what? I don't want to pull up to the front because it costs to park. And then you got to tip the valet. And, and then you got to you know, tip the bellhop. you got to bring all your bags. And so you park a half mile away. And you just kind of grab your bags and your family, and you're like rolling right for a half mile down the street because you're going to save that money. What happens if you get, listen to me, you get to the lodge, 
And they said, hi, why are you guys rolling your bags? She said, well, we just wanted to park down the street. It was just a little bit cheaper. And they said, well, sir, when you, when you paid your bill, um, it paid for your parking. You prepaid for your valet, and you prepaid to tip the bellhop. <laughs> Idiot, right? <laughs> Letting go of your sin, giving it to God, asking him to help you with it. We can't do this on our own. We need God's help. Um, Listen, what if you lived unencumbered again? I love that word. Sometimes I just feel so weighted down. The word unencumbered means this, not having any burden or impediment in your life. Sometimes we're like, well, I I messed up in so many ways. Can I remind you of something here today? Um, There is joy in knowing you're forgiven. I love running into somebody who sold drugs who acted in porn, who embezzled from their employer, who was unfaithful in their marriage, uh, who made some huge mistakes, sometimes a mistake that even cost somebody else their life, and they found Jesus and they're free. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of us, I don't even, no, there's euphoric joy in going, I'm forgiven. God knows everything. He knows the abuse. He knows the suffering. He knows all of that, and he loves me and forgives me. Listen, friend, that's a powerful moment. That's an incredible moment to go. The forgiveness and the grace of God, it abounds in my life. And not just the one time when I first come to Jesus and I let all that go, but man, again and again, God, I can't believe you love me so much that you would take away this sin from me. God, I easily trade it to you. I easily give it to you. The scripture says, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from unrighteousness. How do we know that? It happened for the woman caught in adultery. God doesn't condemn you. Man, I love John 3, 17. It's God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. Hallelujah. He sent his son into the world to save the world. And I'm one of the ones that he has saved. And I will share that message with anybody who will listen. You are, uh, are Jesus' target market because you're a sinner. He doesn't want anybody in hell. That's the gospel. So strip off the sin and leave it behind you. And do it again when necessary. Lord, forgive me again. So point number three is this, give your cares to God. Give all your worries and your cares to God, for he cares for you. Man, sometimes those burdens, those cares, those worries, those weights, those discouragement that we carry, the longer we carry that, the less we seem to be getting anywhere. And sometimes we're just plodding along and we're not running at all the race that God has for us to, 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 to walk. I think about the Seattle Mariners, 21 years, playoff drought. Do you remember hearing this this last week? It's so fascinating because no one's saying, yes, we made the playoffs. It's all about this drought. 21 years we weren't in the playoffs, and now we finally are. And all these Mariner fans are like euphoric with joy. You know, they just got like, oh, my gosh, we made it. You know, they spent 18 years not going to the playoffs, and they had this six years they kind of went, and now 20, 21 years, and they're finally in the playoffs again. Listen, when you've been living under discouragement, when you've been living weighted down, and all of a sudden that thing changes, man, there is a joy and a freedom that comes from that, and so much more spiritually speaking. To let God help you to give your cares and your worries to him. Imagine, if you will, that you lived on a third story of an apartment building. I did this once, and I made this mistake more than once. And you go to the grocery store, and we used to do this, and we would buy our groceries at the grocery store, and they would be those plastic bags, right? And you'd be in your car, and you'd be like, okay, I'm going to live on the third story of this apartment, and I am not backtracking. So what do you do? Come on, you load up the arm, right? You bring it to your elbow, the second bag, the third bag. You Pretty soon you're walking like this. You know, it's hurting, digging into your arms. Let me just give you a quick illustration. This is, this is what happens when we don't let the Lord carry our burdens, our weights, our worries, our, our struggles, our sins. You get out of the car. We're the five-year-old kid. 
And God's like our dad. And he says, hey, which, which one of those heavy bags can I carry? And you go, I got this. And it's digging into your hands, digging into your arms, you're stumbling. And you go, I'm going to carry this, God. And the Lord says, no, no, really, what can I do to help you? I'm going to carry this. I'm going to suck up. I'm going to do my best. You start going up those stairs, you're tripping and falling, you're dropping cantaloupe, it's rolling down the stairs, the milk spills halfway up, and God's like, can I help you carry that? Why would we say no? Of course you want God's help. Of course you want to say, I can't do this effectively by myself. Lord, I need your help. It's too much weight for me. The sin is too much struggle for me. And God, the worries and the cares in my life, they're squeezing out the joy that I used to have. Man. Church, the reality is you're supposed to be filled with the joy of the Lord. And you're supposed to shine to the world. And you can't do that if you try to carry too many things that you're not, not required and not ever even meant to carry. So God wants you to offer him these three things today. So what we're gonna do is this. Um, and when you came in, you were probably offered a baggage tag. If you didn't get one, just raise your hand. The ushers are going to come by and hand this to you live. If you're online, you can take a moment and write this down. I think it might be on the screen. And what's on this tag says this, the weight that I carry, and I'm going to ask you not put your name on this. You don't have to put your name on it, but maybe just write down, Lord, this is the weight that I'm carrying. And Lord, this is the sin that I deal with. For some of you, this is going to be lighthearted. For others of you, this is, this is tearful. And then lastly, my worries and my cares. There's going to be some kids on here, some grandkids on here, some medical things on here, some diagnosis, some struggles that are very specific to you and maybe nobody else in this room. What we're going to do is we're going to invite you <coughs> to fill this out for the next minute or two. And then we're going to open up some suitcases up here. We're going to just face them uh, towards the front. And just like last service, and it was a powerful moment, we wrote down some of this baggage that we don't want to carry, and we're asking God's help. We filled out this card, and then during the song, people came forward, and they dropped this baggage tag into the suitcase. Some stuck around here and prayed. Some just went back to their seats. Uh, there's pens in the seat in front of you. You can borrow one from somebody next to you. But this is powerful. And church, what would it look like if you weren't carrying unintended weight? So let me read the scriptures to you again as you fill that out. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find your rest, find rest for your souls. He said, my yoke is easy to bear. The burden that I give you is light. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything that weighs, every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And finally, give all your worries, give all your cares to God.
for he cares for you. Can we stand, uh, if we're here in this room live together for a moment, if you're still working on that, you can still fill it out. I'm gonna invite you to stand together. And then during this song, anytime during this song, we're gonna sing a song about surrender. And this is gonna be a, a moment where we just, unlike Frodo, we let go and say, God, I want your help. We're gonna worship as you do. If you wanna bring that card down and drop it off, I encourage you to do so.
accept your help. God, we don't reject your help. We need your help. We acknowledge, God, that we need your help. God, would you help us carry things that we can't carry on our own? God, would you help us to overcome sins and struggles, God, that we can't overcome on our own? God, these cares and these worries that weigh us down, God, we need your help. And Lord, today we have asked for that. And God, I pray for new joy. And I pray, God, there be a new shine to us because we're not weighed down, we're not stumbling, we're not the kid trying to get up three flights of stairs on his own when there's someone bigger and stronger waiting to help us. Lord, we need your help and we receive your help in our lives. God, forgive us, strengthen us, walk with us, carry us, and carry those things that are too strong. God, give us clarity and wisdom to know how to shoulder the load with you and to never to try to carry things that we can't carry. God, today, thank you for speaking and moving in this place. We love you and we need you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. amen. What a great day to be in church. Whew, man, listen, if, uh, if you're a newcomer in the last six months, there is a lunch for all of you that haven't had a chance to connect and meet some of the staff. Uh, it's downstairs in the youth center. Please come, even if you didn't sign up for that. Uh, just a lunch for those of you who want to meet some team members and we just want to bless you and get to know you a little bit. And then there's a sign up for the marriage conference by the elevator. All right, God bless you. Have a great day.